Hey everyone, and welcome to the Thrive 24 podcast. Today, we are joined by fellow coach Louis Joe Calvert, who specifically helps men with peak performance. If you would like to find Louis, you can find him on Instagram at Louis Joe Calvert, Louis spelled L O U I S. Right, let's get into it. Louis, first thing I actually wanted to go over with you was how do you, for example, a man comes into your program, he's struggling with his lack of purpose, struggling mm-hmm. with his physique, mental health. What is the first thing you go through when it comes to dealing with that? Yeah, I like that. So there's a couple of ways because there's a couple of things there. First of all, we'll look at what is most pressing, right? Is it is it purpose? Is it he's, well, it's always going to be he's out of alignment somewhere, right? He's out of alignment with how he wants to show up physically compared to how he is, how he wants to show up in terms of um, his habits, the way that he's living compared to how he is, or he wants to have that direction. He wants to have that purpose. Now, if he's kind of struggling with all of it, then the cool thing is, and, and, and I know that you know this as well, the cool thing is that for a while, that purpose can be that big goal physically or that big goal mentally or, or that big goal in career that can actually kind of act as purpose initially to get us moving. But if he's really, really struggling with purpose, we will start there. But And we can go into any one of these, especially purpose. We can go really deep in on like, how I might help someone find purpose because there is, it's a word and a term that's like thrown around a lot, but, but I've got it down to a specific kind of steps that we can actually run through to be able mm-hmm. to find that purpose. But the big thing that we do, because inside the program, we, we really help men overall across man, mind and mission, reconnect with their power and step up to whole new levels across life, health and business is instead of, you know, the normal personal development where we kind of say, okay, start trying to meditate this week. Although I love meditation and most of the time will be, or start trying to journal this week or start trying to do cold showers. Instead of worrying about all these little things, Mm -hmm. we worry about one or two huge things, right? Yeah. So the way I like to call these is impossible goals. The reason I call them impossible goals is because I want this goal to feel impossible to the person who's setting it. I want it to be a goal that if we were able to achieve it, it tells him that all the stories that he's told about himself and the world up until now are incorrect. All the stories that he's telling himself or believing himself about who he is have just been proven wrong because he's been able to achieve this goal, right? And that's just going to be one or two in one or two areas of his life. Mm -hmm. Very, very clear. We break that down. And that is the main Thing. because the truth is right all of these little things the the journaling the the ice baths all of that kind of stuff the breath work and i love all of that and i do all of that but those things if they're going to help us get to those big big goals into the next level they're going to come in anyway right they're yeah. going to they, they're going to be they're going to be used anyway so we set that big goal we set up the non-negotiables we set out the um power moves that need to be taking place over a 90-day period or however long it is and then we get to work. And the fun part is once we then get to work, because that's where, you know, the, the self-doubt starts to creep in, the self-sabotage yeah. starts to creep in, holding himself back starts to creep in. And that's where the true growth happens. So like, yeah, to, to wrap this one up in a bow, I think the biggest thing is 
growth doesn't come from these little tiny habits, just kind of learning this little thing or anything else. It comes from setting goals that are bigger than you are currently. Yeah. That if you were to ever achieve that, you would have to evolve on that journey and fully committing to it and then have accountability together. 100%. I always say that it's showing you evidence that you are actually capable. And once you have that sort of evidence there previously, and you know that you've went and achieved a goal, it means that you can go and achieve anything that you actually want to set your mind to. The evidence is key in regards to anything. If you've shown even a glimpse of potential or a glimpse of um, hitting a goal, you're, you are capable of so much. But in the case of, I find a lot of people find it really difficult to be like, okay, well, what is my big goal? Mm. What is it that I want to achieve? What would you, you know, say that average guy joins your program, what sort of examples of goals would you say that they'd be setting? Yeah, great. So this is where purpose really can help because what I've seen is when we're only thinking 90 days away, and when we set the impossible goals, I like them to be 90 days because I like them to be urgent enough to be able to be kind of to, to be on their mind the entire 90 days. Um, but the problem is when we're only thinking 90 days or even less, right, then it's really hard to come up with big picture stuff that you're trying to achieve. If there's a guy and he's just kind of getting started on his personal development journey, and he's thinking, okay, what do I want to achieve? What's these big things I want? But he's only allowing himself to look 90 days ahead. He's almost forced to play small. He's almost yeah. forced to, to think small, right? So we need to really start with the end in mind. Because when we can start with, I like purpose, if we can start there, um, but even just you know three to five years or something like that, we can start to make sure that everything's aligned. And then we're just filling in the gaps and we create something called a goal stack. So I'll run you through that. And that really answers this question well. So the goal stack is purpose right at the very top. And we always feel this in backwards, right? Purpose right at the very top. And then their high hard goals, which are their three to five year goals. They can be longer if they need to be, um, but usually around three to five years. And, and what, 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 would a, what would an example of a three to five year goal be? Yeah, we'll get into all of that in a second. Okay. I'll you through. So then annual goals would be a year. And then 90 goals and 90 day goals, monthly goals, weekly goals, daily goals. The beautiful thing about this goal stack, right, is it informs everything all the way down to your daily actions. And every single time that you plan your week, you plan your day, you actually look through the entire, you're looking at your entire goal stack by definition, because each one informs the latest, right? So now let's take, let's, let's break, like you said, let's break these down. So we start with purpose. We've already thrown purpose around a lot uh, in this yeah. conversation, so it's probably a good time to actually define yeah. it. So yeah. What I mean by purpose is, well, it can be anything, right? Purpose can be a reason to do something. But when we're throwing around this big term purpose with a capital P, what I usually mean is the impact that the man wants to have on the world. And that's usually yeah. going to take the form of an infinite game or a broader impossible goal, something that's literally never going to be uh, achieved um but it's a north star that they follow to be able to uh inform all of their other de decisions right and it's something that's really exciting and it gets you out of bed in the morning my purpose is to be able to empower millions of men to be able to take charge of their life find their purpose by connecting to themselves and um i've forgotten the rest but you get you get the yeah, you get the yeah, yeah. so 
that's my purpose. That's what excites me. Uh, I'm never going to be able to like know that I've done it or not. But now every single decision and the entire goal stack can be built around that purpose in mind. So everything's yeah. getting a little bit closer. So we start with that infinite game, that impossible goal that is never going to be reached, but it should excite you. A really good way to look at this, by the way, and purpose is going to change. Uh, it's changed for me. I'm sure it's changed for you as well. But 100%. a really good way to look at purpose is it's basically uh, a man's purpose is going to be to use his greatest gifts to to have an impact in the world that means a lot to him. That's basically it, right? Your, your greatest gifts are usually going to come down to your innate strengths and your passions. So shit that you love to do anyway, and the things that you were just kind of born with that you're great at that feel good when you use. If you can use these two things to solve a big problem in the world that you're passionate about, then you're having a good time, right? Yeah. And usually that big problem usually is going to come from your own past experiences. You're going to turn your past into power. So you're often going to be fixing a problem that you have experienced in your life or you've seen loved ones experience in your life. So that's kind of the three things that can make up purpose. Um, super quick. So that's the start. And then we come down to the high, hard goals, right? So... If mine is to empower millions of men to be able to find purpose and take charge of their life, uh, which is pretty broad, right? Um, that's because, and, and a really good kind of segue, purpose isn't going to be a business. I made this mistake for a long time. No. Purpose isn't mm -hmm. your, your business isn't your purpose, but your businesses or business or your your projects you're working on are often or they probably should always be a vehicle towards that purpose yeah. right but the purpose makes all the decisions another mistake i made once was for a very very long time because i've been in many many groups many many programs where we've worked on purpose in many different from many different angles uh another mistake i made was thinking that i should have made my purpose around what i'm doing now and that almost yeah the the beauty of a purpose because the purpose will lead you onto everything that you need to do right so then we get to the high hard goals, three to five years, right? So if mine is to empower millions of men to take charge of their life and find purpose, the next one down might be to write a best-selling book that sells 100,000 copies. That might be one of my three high yeah. hard goals. Another one might be taking my business to this amount of revenue because yeah. all of these things, if I can, and basically, right, with these high hard goals, what we're trying to do is, if we can tick these off, we're pretty sure we're on the right direction to uh, to being able to really make a dent into that purpose. Yeah. And then the rest is just bringing that back, right? So now we've got the free, well, we've got, I would usually say stick to free uh, or less high um, goals across all of these areas. We've got the high hard goals. Uh, then we scale that back to, okay, what has to happen in the next year? Yeah. That I know you, you're just basically reverse engineering it from that to point, be like, okay, this needs yeah. to happen, this needs to happen, and then that's yeah. how you'll get to them big goals. Yeah, and that point is simple. Now, to bring this all the way back around to kind of the question you asked initially, how can we kind of find these goals? That goal stack's really important because most guys, and I'm sure you've seen this yourself, like I'll have guys come to me and they're telling me, okay, in three years, I want to be, uh, I want to have a business, I want to work for myself, I want to be completely yeah. uh, locationally freedom, and I want to be making like big money, like 500,000 pound a year, whatever, right? And then he tells me that his 90-day goal is to get in shape. No, that has, you're not doing anything towards your fucking big goal. Yeah. It's going to stay three years away if you stay like that, right? So we want to be super aware of where you truly want to be. And then 
always be working towards that today, now. So yeah. if you've got, so for example, if someone's got like a goal of be of of being able to um, have a business where let's say, because I get this a lot, where they're helping men with a similar thing I'm helping men with in three years time um, and they want to be making a certain amount of money, but they're not in a position to do that now. Well, maybe their 90 day goal is to do a course that's going to help them get closer to that. Maybe it's also to start YouTube and start to do content that's already yeah. having that impact before. So it's mm -hmm. always building them up to the to the person they need to be to be able to actually get to those bigger goals, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's that's how we'll do it. Would you would you add anything to that? No, I think you got it pretty much spot on. I think once you do set them real like massive goals, it is all about reverse engineering reverse engineering it then into the mm -hmm. annual, the 90 day, the monthly, the weekly, the daily goals. And then so you do stack them up and then you do eventually will reach or you will eventually reach them goals. But you have to, when it comes to goal setting, I think a lot of people also copy what others do around them as well and not find anything that's actually true to themselves. And this is what has happened to me previously. Or you'll be, um, someone will tell you, this is the goals that you should be setting. Like, for example, business-wise, you need to be hitting £10,000 a month. You need to be mm -hmm. doing this. But if that doesn't mean anything to you, there's no urgency towards them goals because it's not true to you. Yeah. And I feel like in a lot of programs that I think a lot of people join, I think people force their goals onto someone because they think that's what they need. Mm -hmm. But you've got to be able to do the work with, for example, that client, no matter what business it may be, to actually find why it is important to them why it is that they want to achieve this goal. You know, something that is really powerful for me and something that I do with my clients, I, because I learned this from um, Kieran, who we both know. Yeah. And it was about just taking a minute and actually envisioning your future. And I've never done anything like this before. And it was unbelievably powerful for me. And, you know, closing my eyes, thinking about exactly where Jaleel was going to be in a year's time and two years time and I'd never done anything like that before and to be honest I used to find it really difficult when people used to say to when you people say close your eyes I'd be like oh, you're just a bit of a muppet I'm not gonna listen to you <laughs> and but when I'd done it and I could actually see my future and it made me emotional at the time I opened my eyes I was nearly in tears um and for me that was at that time when I visioned, my vision is now different, but at that time it was me traveling abroad. It was me um, being in a position to where I'm waking up. I can go out to my balcony. I can read. I can do my client work. I can go out and enjoy my life. And literally from that point on, two months later, I had my best few months business-wise. I was out in Marbella doing exactly what I could see myself doing. Mm. And... I felt a real power in that. And when our clients do struggle, because clients get to a point where maybe they've reached their goals, they've absolutely smashed it, and then it comes to a point where they're like, I don't know what's going on. I always use that envisioning thing. I'm like, okay, well, what do you vision yourself to look like? And I find that massively helps them. Yeah. When do you, do you Have you ever done any, anything like that? Oh, 100%. Yeah, the, the, the visualization and being able to really see it is, is a is a game changer. Um, yeah, I think being able to really feel that goal and see that goal and, and, and have that goal aligned to what you actually want is is huge. Yeah. Like 
often I'll tell a lot of the guys I work with, most of the guys don't have a business problem. They've got a, a personal problem, right? Like if we're really honest, most of the guys that are trying to move forwards in their life, in whatever area it is, health, life, business, relationships, they could probably sit down and write a list of everything that they should do. And if there was a robot that they were just programming, they would probably be successful, yeah. right? So it's not really down to a lack of knowledge. It's a lack of doing. It's a lack of sticking to it. And it's a lack of doing the work that needs to be done. And there's there's a couple of things I want to say on this. And, and number one, I think this is really, really helpful, especially because I know you've probably got a lot of listeners that um, are going for health and body transformations. Yeah. I think it's what you've just touched on here is being able to be really, really motivated by vision and aspiration. And I saw this so much when I was doing um, health and fitness coaching. I saw this so much. I'm sure you can relate to this. Like you've seen this a lot as well. It's guys or girls uh, will get very motivated because they get to the worst that they've seen themselves physically for a while or the worst yeah. that they've felt. And they start to be very, very like they feel a lot of pain around where they are and they get a lot of fear around where they might end up. Right. So pain and fear now motivates them into action then they start to do the work and things are going well. I see this a lot with guys, right? Things are going well. They lose 10 pounds, they lose 15 pounds, things are going well. But the better that they do, because they're motivated by pain and fear only, the better that they do, the further away they come from their actual source of motivation, right? So that's why always, even though things are going well, they haven't come against any roadblocks. They just slowly start to lose steam. Before they know it, they just go back to square one and eventually the pain and fear gets hard enough again for them to go again and they're on a fucking treadmill or a hamster wheel that continues to go around so what you've just touched on there is making sure that we've got another motivator on the other side of the the spectrum which yeah. is vision and aspiration so we get away from the pain but then as we're going away from that motivator we're going closer and closer to the motivator on the other side which is pain uh vision and aspiration which is huge and one thing that I would always tell guys to do, right, when it when it comes to getting clear on this vision, getting clear on this this future, there's a couple of things because it can be really hard, right? Most of us as well, we we lack connection to ourselves, so it's hard to really know what we actually want, and sometimes it's hard to even know who we who we are anyway, yeah. right? So one of the things that inside my program we work on quite deeply is connection to self. And it might sound really weird, really woo-woo, but all it really is, is most of the time, especially people like me, people like you, people like the people that are probably listening, who are guys that love personal development, they're always reading, they're always listening to podcasts, and they think they're doing that, and they think it's really beneficial, right? And it can be, but we're always externally connected. We're connected to all of the podcasters' thoughts, all of the, the authors' thoughts, all of these um, experts' thoughts, but never our own all of these aspirational thoughts of like where we where we should be, right? But never our own. So one of the practices I always give, and this is super simple, but it's as we start to begin to just spend more time in silence and solitude, um, and that can be really well done just with meditation or breath work or some embodiment practice that gets you super, super connected to self and journaling. Mm -hmm. So we can start to really connect to yourself, connect to your, your, your true self and really see what's going on in there, right? The second thing as well, and this is why I think that, and these go hand in hand, and this is why I think men's work is really, really helpful, is in my program, we have a group call every single week where the guys are invited to be vulnerable, to share, but also to, to let their mask down, 
right? There's only guys in the program and we know that guys walk around with these masks, you know, they're hiding how they really feel, they're hiding who they truly are. And I invite them to slowly start to let that mask slip week after week after week and to practice in this safe space to actually be their authentic self, right? And just to slowly take small steps towards showing who they truly are. And over time, when you can start to realize that you're still loved, that you're still accepted, that you're still enough, being your completely vulnerable self, you can start to really connect to that, right? Because it's most of the time it's going to be, you're going to potentially have that little idea of what it might be that you want to do, but you're like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't ever do that. You know, my friends would laugh at me. I don't want to be seen as this weird guy that's doing that stuff. So as we can start to practice the skill of being yourself, you can start to really, really find that, find that way forwards. One I, thing that, I, go on, carry on. And one thing that helped me there, and I wonder if this helped you as well, is when I went, so I did a lot of traveling, but when I went to Spain and I was completely alone for a month, that really helped me get yeah, clear yeah. on who I was. And yeah. I think it's because I had so much less expectation, so much less uh, external connection. And mm. for a whole month, all I had was myself and all I had was, you know, connecting inwards. And also no one knew me. No one even yeah. spoke to me in, in, in English, right? And I can't speak Spanish. So yeah. I was... I could just be whoever I wanted to be. It didn't matter. Yeah. And the big thing is, right, all of this comes down to the nervous system. We're worried. We're all cavemen at the end of the day. And we're worried that if we make a fool of ourselves in the tribe, the tribe's going to kick us out. We would have died if that was the same in caveman time, right? So as we can slowly start to prove to ourselves, we can be ourselves. We're not going to die. Or yeah. even we can be alone. We're not going to die anymore. We can yeah. start to, it's almost freeing, right? So I wonder if, did you have the same experience? Because I know that when we actually met digitally, you were away. Yeah, yeah. Um, 100%. I had booked the trip to Marbella for a month. And I was halfway through reading, no one was a nice guy. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. in the book, it, in the book, it was like, book a trip away. And I was like, oh, you done that. I'm, I'm leaving soon. But for me, and I think this goes into something as well that you mentioned before, which was the infinite game. And something I realized when I went to Spain for the month is that once again, you have no expectations. No one actually cares. You can walk around, you can dress how you like, you can be how you like, you can act how you like, and no, it doesn't bother anyone. And I feel like a lot of people, especially in this country, really do struggle with that. So whether it be you know, um, materialistic items to make themselves feel good rather than doing the more deeper inner work, whether it be, um, you know, cars, clothes, shoes, not to say you can't have nice things, but I find that that is a suppressant to actually finding who you are. And I would, I would sit there in the evening and I'd be journaling in, in Marbella and I'd be sat on the balcony and it'd just be nice silence. You can just hear... I could just hear the water. It was just amazing. And it gave you that little time of actual self-reflection to find out who you are. And I was writing down things about how my day went every day and understanding then that, you know, how different my life can be when I come back home really opened my eyes to a whole new world. Mm. And for me, it wasn't just a realization on who I was. It was a realization on my purpose and what I wanted to become as well. All of a sudden, I was like, you know, my business wasn't suiting my purpose. 
my business was so far away from my purpose, it was causing frustration within me. So as soon as I, so towards the end of that trip, I actually got really clear on, okay, this is how, where I want to go with my business because I know I want to help this specific person because this specific person was once me. Mm. And whilst I was out there, there were so many new ideas, new thoughts that came into my mind. And so it's something that you, you will probably recommend to a lot of people is obviously and a lot of you aren't maybe in a position to take a trip out to Marbella or take a trip out to Spain like we both did. Um, or Marbella is Spain. But anyway, <laughs> um, even though people aren't in that situation, I think people can, you can still find opportunities in this country, you know, or maybe taking, you know, a long weekend away of without your phone. Yeah. Ha- ha- having time to just be with you. I think people are really afraid of being with themselves. I, mm. I think it, you know, I, I think this, it, it's weird and you might find this as well, but like when I go and meet up with old friends of mine and I feel like I've done a lot of inner work and I feel like I am at a stage now where I really do know who I am and I do know what I want. And when I hang around with people that maybe say don't still know where they are, I can feel it. Mm. Do you feel the same? Yeah, well, the one thing I could definitely feel is when you can feel the energy of someone who is very unsure of themselves. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit inauthentic, and you mm. can feel it. Yeah, high, higher, like jittery energy of someone who's unsure of themselves, and you just want to tell them just take a breath, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it and it, it's 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 difficult as well because I find even in that case, because say for example, their friends, I'm like. I don't know how to approach the situation to be able to help them because I know that they could do with help. And I know that there's a lot of people that could do with that sort of, you know, mm. bro, just take a minute, you know, let's actually get clear on what it is you want out of life. And it's, yeah. it's a weird situation. And at the same time, I never got told to do that. I realized that that's something I had to, had to do. Um, yeah. I, I think yeah. also some, I think also sometimes people need to be, People can't be told. I think. Yeah. Even though how bad it seems, I think a lot of the time when people want to find their themselves, they might have to go through some level of trauma, no matter how big or small. I think that yeah. plays a part. Yeah, sometimes like, well, pretty much all the time, right? When you hear anyone's story of where did they get their biggest kind of breakthroughs or where did things change for them, it's pretty much when they hit their rock bottom. Which is a shame. Like, you know, a lot of people won't listen to things until they're really ready to receive it. And it's often when they need to hit their rock bottom. But the, the great thing about coaching is we we can take someone to their rock bottom mentally before they have to go there physically, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, we, we do this and I'm sure you do the same. Like it's been shown that actually being able to visualize and get really clear on the bad future is even more motivating than the good future. Again, yeah, it just goes back to the two different motivators, right? I, I, I always say that it's consequence driven. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so if we can sit with someone and really like a great practice for everyone right now is just asking yourself, you know, I, I always ask my clients this quite frequently is like, okay, if, if the last month was repeated for the rest of, or for a full year, yeah, would you be happy with where you ended up? Uh, and what about two years? What about three years? Where would you end up? And this can just, you know, that's a simple question, but that can just take you to 
your rock bottom or enough of a rock bottom for you mentally before you have to go there physically so you're like shit i do need to make this change you know and just on what you were saying before because i think it's really really i think maybe people will be listening you know about like you know going to spain being able to but no, not necessarily Spain. Spain isn't necessarily the magical. Spain is the only place that you can go to. <laughs> you need to make Spain is the the month, the, the holy ground we need to go yeah, to. Yeah, spiritual one. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, going away and stuff like, yeah, I'd say a couple of things that people can kind of get on with now is yeah, just just spending more time in solitude. Uh, on your own and being comfortable with that right like no distractions and going inwards and a lot of people I believe don't want to do that because they know that without the distractions without the things that they're using to numb themselves porn games tv netflix sugary foods all these things that can really kind of numb you from 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 feeling the truth you know that you're going to feel that truth right and a lot of guys I believe right now they know that their truth is going to be, I don't like my situation. I don't like my life. I don't know where my life is going. Whether they're doing good, great, or not that good, like they know that they could be doing more. They know that they want more and they don't want to feel that. But the truth is, it is that feeling and sitting with that truth that is actually going to lead you to where you need to go. It's going to lead you to the actions that you need to take. So I would implore, I would invite everybody to start to to face that truth a little bit more start to spend more time in that solitude yeah. maybe a weekend uh, definitely at least some time going into meditation and also taking away some of these uh some of these activities that they may be using to numb themselves and then the second thing that i'd add to that as well is this is a phrase i always use which is leaning into your edge right we've all yeah. got an edge an edge of our edge of our comfort edge of our um edge of our fears whatever it may be, we've all got that edge. And if you can find that, we can start to make that the norm. And the biggest problem is, you know, most people, I'll tell you the truth, most people want to talk about their problems more than actually, more than actually fixing it. Uh, even in, you know, the spiritual world and everything else, like, or the, the psychological world, they want to fucking talk about why it's there, talk about what made it happen, instead of actually going out and actually embodying the new person that they want to become. So instead of worrying about all of that shit, just understand where is your edge right now? Who do you want to be that you're not being right now? And how does he act? And go and do the thing that is feeling edgy for you, yeah. right? Go and do that thing. So like, if there's a part of your authentic self that you're hiding, go and practice revealing that. Even if, like, this is why being in the, uh, the other country is great, right? Because you can, you can do it and it's like very low consequence. But one of my coaches gave me something that's 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 a very uh, a very funny practice that you can do, and this is for a lot of people. Their big fear, when we boil it down, is they don't want to make a fool of themselves, right? Maybe it's yeah. public speaking, but but you can boil it down to like some some things. Like it can go even deeper than that, but they don't want to make a fool of themselves. So one of my coaches once gave me a practice called the pizza walk. Have you ever heard of that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, yeah. So so what the pizza walk is for everyone else is. You go into an optician's, or I think opticians is the best. It's the most wacky. It's like hard yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. You go into a shop. I say an opticians, and uh, you just go in and ask for a pizza. And you don't like physically. That's fucking easy, right? But mentally, there is a huge amount of resistance because you don't want to be seen as this, you know, crazy guy. Yeah, but actually, yeah. 
when you do it, it's freeing. You just realize like you're just leaning into that edge and you're just proving to yourself, your nervous system, the thing that's there to keep you surviving that, oh, I can make a fool of myself and literally nothing changes in my life. You know, did you, uh, did you, did you do that yourself? Uh, I have not done that specifically. I've heard about it a lot. Um, I think I, I've got to a position now in my life where I'm quite happy looking stupid anyway. And yeah. I like, and, and, and I, and I love it. I, I love the fact that I can really jump into, you know, for example, the other day, for example, I, I don't mind looking stupid in front of, you know, waitresses in front of whoever, if I go for meals yeah. and things, I'm not bothered. I'm just, it's, it's something, I think a, a task like that is something that a lot of people should be doing. I think. Yeah. Face that fear, you know, and I think because obviously we took out, we took a month month out or we went traveling and things like that, that it's easier for us because we actually then realize we're all abroad. Like, oh, if you do something stupid or, you know, you fall over, no one's actually bothered mm. and no one cares. And then you come home and you bring that with you because you're like, oh, actually, there's, there's just still people at the end of the day mm. and no one is bothered. And I think, you know, as you said, the people, people are or can be afraid of, viewing that or seeing that stuff that goes on inside of them and realizing that they are happy. Mm. But a question that I'd pan or say to everyone would be, well, would you not want to do something about that? Or would you just, or would you just carry on just being unhappy for the rest of your life? It's for me, it's such a simple question to ask. But it's such a simple answer as well as that. No, you do not want to live like this anymore. Mm. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you are thinking. You are not enjoying the way your life is going. You're afraid to sit with the thoughts of being alone. Well, something does have to be done about that. And. I said, for me, a lot of things have to change for me to understand who I was. You know, I used to buy cars so that people would think of me in a certain way. I used to wear certain clothes so that people would think of me in a certain way. I used to do, um, you know, wear particular shoes, especially being in Liverpool. Everyone, if anyone's in Liverpool watching this, you know what shoes I'm on about. But wearing like Air Max 95s all the time, it's, it, it's, it's, it's something that we've got to be wary of because it's us conforming to how other people are living their lives and you know 99% of those people aren't happy with how their current lives are going and you have to be different to be able to battle against that you know getting rid of for example wasn't the only reason why I got rid of my car but because I am going traveling as well but I found it was a real difficult thing for me to even think about because I had that car and yes I do love cars but at the same time, was I just, I wasn't driving anymore. I work at home. I go to the gym three times a week or four times a week, sorry. So very rarely was I driving. And I thought to myself, well, why am I still paying a lot of money for a car that I'm not even using? And Dan, who we both know, mentioned to me, he's, that's when he mentioned to me about Simon Sinek and the Infinite Game. Mm. And it made so much sense to me that, you know, 
we don't need these nice things. We want to, we can just be who we are and just play the long game in regards to everything. We don't have to, you know, prove anything to anyone. And I think, especially our age, a lot of lads do come to me because they do feel as if all they're doing is trying to show off to other people and it's making their lives for hell. Yeah. And do you get a lot of people like that, would you say? Yeah, 100%. And whether they know it or not, like all of those little things, right? You know, wearing the right, like wearing shoes just to make other people like them more or whatever, like all of these different things that we do, it's just putting us deeper and deeper in the hole of needing to be someone else to to what we believe is to be loved, to be enough. Accepted. Belong, to be accepted, Mm -hmm. right? So like, every single one of these little things that we're throwing on and we're doing for other people is just hiding again our authentic self and when we hide when we hide that uh and it's not that you can't even can't wear these shoes or anything right but it's understanding the the intent behind it yeah and then once we start to hide that then it's going to be really really hard to hide to, to know what we truly want and when we don't know what we truly want then that's when we fall into this kind of personal development pit of just do it, thinking, okay, I need to be journaling then, I need to be meditating then, I need to do this, I need to do that, when it really and truly, like, they're just trying to be better, but they don't know what they really want to be better for, right? Yeah. So I wonder, like, do you know when you said about, you know, people, they know they need to change, but they're not. What do you think or what do you see holds them back the most from actually making that change or why aren't they? I think the first biggest one is like a lot of people don't have any any sort of encouragement. Mm. I think it's such a... I was brought up with, I've always been told by whether it be people around me, which might be a good thing or a bad thing, that I could be something special and that I had the potential to be something special. For me, I find that as a real positive and it might have a real driving force to be like people believe in me. I feel like a lot of people don't have any, not even one positive encouraging word off, whether it be family, friends, and they get stuck in that hole if they don't know the way out. You know, it's difficult as well because I've had people within my program who have done well, say, fitness-wise, they've got in good shape, decent shape, but the people around them, the environment that they're in is bloody awful. And I think it really does stop them from doing that deeper inner work to push past a certain level. You know, I had a client of mine who worked in an airport and they got an unbelievable shape. They were absolutely smashing it. They were, you know, um, one of the most consistent people I've had in my program. You know, every morning in, in the airport, porridge, a little bit of chocolate in there. And then people, after that person then got in shape and we were then, after they got in shape, I was still then pushing them to work on themselves, pushing them to get better in other areas pushing them to want and leave that career because that is not the career they wanted. But all the people around them in work, family, would be saying to them, why have you still got a coach? Why do you need it? You're in shape now. Why do you need, um, you know, why are you still going to the gym? You've lost weight now. And when that is constant all the time, for that person, it was the normal thing to be like, oh yeah, you're right, actually. And it was a battle because this person would come to me and tell me these things. And I'd be like, you've got to realize these people are basically sabotaging you um, subconsciously because Mm -hmm. their life is not going how they want it to be going for them. And it's hard to drag someone out of that. 
because it's me against, you know, 30, 40 really close people to this person. And I think in general, I think, yeah, the positive way, the positive encouragement of those around you, even if your life isn't going well, you can still be positive. You can still give encouraging words. I've had people who have told me on my journey who maybe aren't doing so well, you know, that they're extremely proud of me. The other day I had a girl I used to work with message me um, or comment on my Facebook post. And she was like, Jaleel, I'm so proud of how far you've came from when we started. And it doesn't take anyone, it doesn't take anything massive for someone to say that to someone, mm-hmm. but you don't realize the impact it can have. I can yeah. remember that. I can remember when I very first started getting in shape and I was at my heaviest over 20 stone and I was pushing the prowler uh, in the gym and some guy comes over to me and he goes, you've been doing amazing, keep it up. And I remember that. That's like eight, eight, nine years ago now. And I still remember that guy that said that to me. It's all it is, is a positive word, positive word of encouragement. I think that holds people back. I think also the fear of yeah. change. Yeah. I think the, the fear of also change of environment. And this, this actually brings on to something that I was just thinking about. So when clients say lose, say, weight, or maybe they achieve their first initial goal, so this can even be maybe a business goal, maybe it can be a mindset goal, fitness goal, whatever. I find that they have to go through a thing that I call like a settlement phase. And what I mean by the settlement phase is they have to get used to their new identity, mm. the changes in their environment, you know, how they now act, how they now basically live, their routines, everything that has changed. And I feel like people can... The settlement phase is break or make or make or break, sorry. So we're either that means they're gonna then push on, or they just literally do just settle at that phase. And if anything, then start to decrease over time. Yeah. Yeah. Would, that, it, would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. Gay Hendricks, um, who wrote the book The Big Leap, he talks about something called the upper limit problem. And yeah, um, and that requires that kind of settling right because what the upper limit problem is and with like physically this happens with the body as well but um gay hendrix talks about how this happens psychologically in every area of life we've got this level that we're just comfortable at right of wealth of um health of relationship happiness of happiness in general of our business's progression and we don't feel safe going above that below that which is why often people just stay in this circle right so a really cool thing for people to do is is be aware of that like in these areas because probably whoever's listening they're probably thinking of one area of their life that they are listening for they know the one area of life that they want to change already right so like be aware of have you potentially got an upper limit problem here right and bring the awareness around it of are you do you often get to this point and then you fall off because you're subconsciously you're worried of going any higher and then be really aware of what are those things so for example it could even just be you're in your relationship and things are going really really well and you know as gay Hendricks would say like the level of contentment and happiness or the um quantity of contentment of happiness is, is like over your upper limit yeah. so then you quickly think a thought of an argument maybe you had before or something like that to bring you back down to what you're used to so the the practice here is being really really aware of all of these little things that you'll naturally do to bring yourself back down and continuously be aware of this when you're trying to push through 
on the other side of that, be really clear with the goals of where you're trying to get to, no vagueness, be really, really clear, and then have the accountability, have the support to actually actually crush through those, right? And it, and it's going to be as, as simple as that. Like I can see, like I've had this for myself in business, right? I've had this for myself when I was in this kind of circular pattern of like not moving anywhere. I'd have this number that I just stuck around and it was a number just enough to kind of get by. And funnily enough, I'd always hit that number, but nothing more for a very long time. Yeah. And it was because I was, I was kind of, I wasn't even trying to get to the next level. I was more trying to just stay afloat and stay at this, at this point. Yeah. Right. So yeah. when I could, when I could see, okay, what do I, what do I often do to kind of bring myself down? Okay. I start to focus on the wrong things. I start to slow down a little bit on the activities I need to do. You can start to really bring awareness to that. And then the couple of things that I always see that kind of holds people back from actually taking action when they're in a position where they know they should be is number one, it's, it's a victim mindset. Yeah. You know, yeah. like in, in mindset, it's called the locus of control. Have they got an internal, external locus of control? So, so often we've over time become a fucking victim. And I see too many guys like this and it, and it triggers me. I hate to see it. And it makes sense why we might want to become a victim, right? So let's say someone hates. It, 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 it makes life easy. It makes life easy, right? Let's say let's say someone hates their their the way that they. Let's say they hate their weight. They hate the way that their body's looking. Um, it's really hard to hate how you look, to hate how you feel, and to take full ownership of. I hate how I look. I hate how I feel, and it's my fault. Most people don't like to sit with that belief. So what do we do? We put the power in other people's hands. I'm not how I want to be, but it's my work's fault for always bringing in donuts. I'm not how I want it to be, but it's my genetics fault because I was born this way. I'm not how I want to be, but it's my parents' fault for telling me that I needed to eat all the food on my plate when I was younger. You know, So they start to throw their, their, their ownership towards all of these other people. And short term, they're like, oh, that feels good. You know, I'm not where I want to be. I mean, it suppresses that feeling. Yeah, I'm out of alignment with who I want to be, but it's not my fault. And guess what? I see guys doing this in every area of their life. I'm not where I want to be financially or business-wise, but it's because of this, this, and this. I'm not where I want to be in, in, in the way that I look, but it's because of this, this, and this. And then one day they're looking in the mirror and they're realizing they've thrown away all their fucking power. Everyone else has their fucking power. And this is why my program is called The Power Project. It's taking back your fucking power and actually realizing every single thing is down to you. Wherever you are right now or where you're not are right now is down to you, your beliefs, and everything that's taken you to this point. And that is the thing that needs to change. And it starts with the power, painful ownership. So that's number one. And then it goes over to self-belief, right? Like so many people have built up so much evidence that they failed in the past that they haven't got the self-belief to want to change it. Like maybe that they've continued to make promises to themselves and then never seen them through. So they don't trust themselves to do the hard work anymore. So when they're looking at, oh, I want to go, I want to go for this opportunity and work or business. And they've got this backed up kind of evidence of 10 times where they've set promises, such as going to the gym or, or getting in shape and they don't stick to it. And they know it's completely just down to them. Then they're looking, they're looking ahead and they're like, I don't really believe this can happen. So it's probably best if I make this situation comfier than getting uncomfortable and trying to change it. And that's where men's groups comes in really, really well, or groups in general. You know, when you start to see people that you relate to doing big things, it starts to just build that belief 
and of course being able to have these psychological wins along the way so you know like I'm sure you've seen it before or maybe experienced it as well like when someone simply starts to get into shape physically and they start to finally show up for themselves it starts to shift everything and how they start to see themselves and they start to build that 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 self-confidence right yeah yeah and the thing is that is why for example my program is a lot more than just getting in shape the career changes that you go through are insane the amount of people i've had once you get in once you start really pushing getting in shape get starting to believe to yourself oh my god i can actually do all of this next thing you know you're pushing for promotions you're yeah. I, i've got a note literally right here off a client of mine that says that she doesn't think that she would have got her two promotions if it wasn't for the confidence that she had gained by working with me it's people also then don't realize you know you can't stay in the comfortable you know it is crazy to think you know and it takes so long and sometimes it's too late you've got to want to find that uncomfortable as quickly as possible mm. you know i have a client of mine who, who was a lawyer and they found as if their life was really becoming very stale mental health wasn't great for probably about a year to two years they felt in this consistent situation that person has now been in my program for around about eight nine months that person is now getting um, not just going to the gym three times a week where previously them hours would be spent doing work at home. That person is now actually feeling more productive in them hours that they are while working. That person is also getting compliments of senior members of staff. And that person is now actually um, putting themselves in for a promotion in work. Um, and has actually just held, um, just done a multi-million pound claim in, Lo- in London or Birmingham, one of them. And to think that that has came off the back of actually just proving to yourself that you can stick to something, that you can do something, that you can get results, that you're providing yourself with evidence that you can be more successful needs to be done more often by more people. Yeah. And people think when I say to them, I'm oh, getting in shape is like the um, foundation to becoming bigger or bigger and better in life in general. They're like, oh, you're just chatting rubbish. But it's not, it's just, it's not even the fact of health and fitness. It's just you proving to yourself that you can do something that you stick your mat, uh, that you promise yourself that you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every day, you know, my, when I show up for my daily tasks, my daily work, I ask myself, you know, do I, I, I ask myself like three questions. I say, number one, do I not believe in myself? Because if, if I'm not going to do it, then I don't believe in myself, you know, mm. with, with the future version of myself, um, be grateful for the decisions that I'm making, you know, and at the end of the day, do you want to be that person that doesn't stick to their promises that keeps to the word, you know, a man that keeps to the word, there's nothing more powerful. And I think that should be just the main basis of a lot of men's lives is just start keeping to your word. Yeah. No matter what you say, no matter how small it is, if you say you're going to wake up at a certain time, wake up at a certain time, you say you're going to make your bed, make your bed. You say you're going to meet your friend at 12 o'clock, but 12 o'clock, meet your friend at 12 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That 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 just starts to build that self-trust, right? Which which is the fucking backbone for any change is, and it's two things actually, is, is, is building that self-trust so you can start to see, okay, 
You know, like I can fucking trust myself again. I'm going to show up as big or small as it is. I'm going to do what I need to do. And the second thing as well is starting to build that growth mindset, starting to show that you can start to change these things. And starting small is a really good way to do that. I wasn't a morning person. Now I'm a morning person. But you're just simply proving to yourself you can change. I didn't know about this subject. Now I feel quite adept at this subject. You can change. And when you can start to really drill that in that it's not like a roadblock is a roadblock and seeing that you're not good enough to do that right now isn't meaning that it's you're never going to be good enough just that little shift in the mind is a is 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 a huge change and yeah so another thing that i think holds people back and i've got like two more i think are big and i think everyone can take each one of these and kind of turn them into their action steps anyway right so we've had victim mindset we've had self belief um, and self-belief also comes down to that um, growth mind up, mindset versus fixed mindset. Because if you yeah. believe that, if you believe that everything that you are and everything that you can do right now is fixed, then you're not really going to try at anything that you're not already doing, right? So, like, it's, it's pretty important. And and to simply keep an eye, keep a log of kind of how you are thinking, keeping very aware of that and being aware of where you are showing signs of a fixed mindset, being able to catch that it, it is, is very, very be- fruitful there already. The next is urgency and accountability, right? Like, yeah. like most of the guys that I work with, they're in a good place. And that's actually what part of the problem. They're in a good place. Like maybe the accountant that you just, you just spoke about, right? He probably like lots of his areas of life, they're good. And the problem is when things aren't that bad yet, it's hard to have the urgency on its own. Um, We're not just going to kind of get into hard action and stay the, stay the journey if we haven't got that urgency. So to be able to bring in the urgency, which is why I would always do the impossible goals, that urgency starts to shift everything. And then everything downstream from that impossible goal starts to truly shift. So like, for example, if, if I got someone and, you know, their biggest thing was they want to really move forwards in business, they know that they're holding themselves back and maybe they're making uh, £5,000 a month. Maybe we'd start and we say, right, over the next 90 days, when they'd usually make £15,000, maybe we'd say we're going to make £30,000, right? And and maybe they'll hit 25, you know, maybe they won't hit the 30, but it's all about, okay, we need to ramp everything up now. You know, we need to really get the urgency. And the beautiful thing is, I know I keep hitting this, um, but the beautiful thing is all of these little things that they'll often say they need to do, cold showers, all of that shit. If that's really going to help them get to that next level, they're going to start doing it anyway, right? They're not the goals. They're the vehicle towards the goals. And then, of course, the accountability as well, because whenever this change is happening, the beauty happens once the journey begins and once we start to hit against these roadblocks, that's, as you know, that's where the transformation actually happens. So that's where the coaching points are when we're actually having the harder times, not the good times. Yeah. And the final one of that as well is clarity, is knowing where you want to go. But I think the the other side of that, which is even more important, is, and the biggest thing that they're probably aware of that's holding them back, is the fear of going in the wrong direction. So you want to change, but you don't know exactly what you want to change. And you have this fear that you might choose the wrong direction. And that can so easily paralyze you into no action. But the truth is, and this is, this is, if anyone's in this position, this is really important. The truth is any action is going to start to make the future clearer, right? So for example, 
uh, I, I said this to, to, to one of my clients, they, they became an online coach and then actually down the line, they didn't like it. But what I told them was, listen, go all, you don't like where you're at at the moment anyway, go all in on this for the next six months, go all in. And, and this goes with anything. We're using online coaching example, but it goes with anything. When you go down, go, when you go all in, there's always more things that you're having to learn and do than that yeah. thing itself, right? So this person now wasn't having to just learn to uh, help someone with their fitness, but they're having to learn copywriting. They're having to learn marketing. They're having to learn yeah. video editing. They're having to learn social media. S sales, communication, and all of that. So many things, right? So now, maybe in six months' time, they're not going to like, like being an online coach, but they might really like social media marketing. So now it's so now they've seen now they've tasted 10 things. So moving forwards somewhere is always going to be better than staying still. And it, it's 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 ta it's taking little little tiny steps towards even though you might not say, for example, you might not like being an online coach. Well, okay, well then you have to talk us, you know that now. So then what's yeah. the next step? Then let's try really? something else. And it's taking them steps closer to where you actually want rather than just being, oh, I didn't like it, I'm gonna give up and just work an out of five. Exactly. You realize. Yeah you've disproved you've disproved things and i think one thing and this is one thing that my one of my mentors says quite frequently and it and he was saying this recently he's some crazy guy he's like he's like got nine figure business he's like yoda like he, <laughs> he's so wise yeah. he's crazy and um he was saying you know and we all know this like logically we all know this but in reality time isn't real Time isn't real. It's a construct. And re in reality, we only have the present. And when we really boil that down, we, we talk about all these goals, all of this, you know, um, goal stacks and everything else. But when we really boil it down, we have only the now. And in the now, we only have two choices. We can choose comfort or we can choose growth. And we can paralyze ourselves with thinking, what if this is the wrong choice? What about all the way over? But in reality, we always know from this moment, what growth choice is and what the comfort right, choice is. Yeah. And the truth is, if you continuously just choose growth in this moment, you're going to be moving forwards. And the truth is, if you're content right now, you're content forever because right now is all there is, right? And most guys would agree we're content when we're taking on challenges, when we're on the fucking hero's journey and we're moving forwards. We're not yeah. content when we're fucking laying there and we know we should be getting up and doing things, right? So if we can continue to make that decision that makes us content, that makes us feeling like we're moving into the man that we need to be, makes us moving like we're feeling like we're moving into the life that we need to be, and we're making that daily, then we're going to have content days. If we do that seven days a week, we're going to have content weeks. If we do that four weeks a month, we're going to have content months. We're having a fucking content life, right? Yeah. So we can think so far ahead that we paralyze ourselves, but the truth is, Take those challenging decisions, start moving forward, start being proud of yourself now and you will be content. And the one, the one, uh, I don't know if it's a quote, a saying or whatever, I think it's a quote. The one quote that I absolutely love that kind of encompasses everything that we've been talking about today is most people tiptoe through life just to make it safely to death. And I think that encompasses everything we've been talking about, right? Like, it's it really hits for me that because it's true isn't it like so many people are, are fucking we only get one life as far as we know right and so many people are tiptoeing through life so afraid to make the wrong decision that they're bored that they're so bored that they're doing unhealthy things to keep them a little bit entertained each evening 
and they're tiptoeing through life, so afraid to fail, so afraid to make themselves look like a fool, so afraid to make the wrong decision, just so they can make it safely to fucking die. You know what I mean? We're gonna die it's, anyway. It's, Let's fucking have some it, fun. It, it's it's really sad, and I I, I say it as well. Um, the stoic quote is what Memento Mori, mm. which is all about. Obviously, you know, I could die today. Yeah, I you know, do you know? For me, that makes me feel as if I want to give life my all. I want to give it every single thing that I have because if I die today, I want to know that okay, I'm content with the life I've lived. The issue is, is that I, people see that. Say, for example, that I die tomorrow and they see it with fear. They see that mm. they've only got one life with fear. They're too too afraid of taking the risks, too afraid of making them big steps. But if you don't, well, you're going to sadly die a life with regrets. I say to my clients, well, how in three, five, seven years time, what regrets do you not want to be having? You know, you do not want any regrets in your life. And I think it's a good probably point to end on is, yeah. you know, you don't want to be living in any regret and getting help from a coach like me, like you, you said it's the clarity, it's the accountability. You know, I always, I always say this to my clients or on calls. I say, you got to realize, take it back 20 years. If you were trying to get to get to a destination in a car without a sat nav, how hard was it? You know, I would say, I remember my mum go uh, rolling on a window asking people, do you know where this is? Do you know yeah. where this is? And I say, you getting a coach is now literally you having a sat-nav where it's giving you literally the time, the destination, every single thing. You know, it even gives you the different routes. If you want to take the extra quick route, if you want to take the slower, more scenic route, it gives you everything and you know exactly you have that pointed direction. Mm. And that is what people need in life. People don't have any sort of clarity on getting to where they want to be, but... Was there any, any last point you'd want to end on? Yeah, man. I think it's about death. Uh, one thing I always say in my program is a powerful man makes death his ally, right? The weak man pretends he's not going to die. The weak man hides from the truth of life that he is going to die and he lives like he's going to live forever, right? There's no urgency. There's no clarity. And there is fear around what everybody else is going to think when we can truly make death our ally and we can wake up every morning and we can meditate on the fact that we are going to die that everyone else in our life that we love or don't love is going to die it can truly give us three things that we need to be a powerful man number one it gives us urgency we realize just like we just said we realize we need to get to fucking work because this is all going to be over soon and we need to be urgent and it also gives us urgency in our family life, you know, like they're not going to be around forever as well. We have urgency to actually be with them, to be able to see them. Be it gives us clarity. It gives us clarity, right? It gives us clarity on what's truly important. When you're waking up, you've got so much shit you're worrying about, so much shit you're caring about. You're worried about your job that you don't even care about for a boss that you hate. And you realize you're going to die. Everyone's going to die. It gives you clarity on what's truly important. Again, that's in your goals and in your life, but also in your family and like who you want to in your relationships yeah. and who you want to spend your time with and finally it gives you freedom it gives you freedom to realize that you're going to die this is going to be over soon everyone else is going to die too you don't need to give a fuck what anyone else thinks and you are going to be forgotten eventually anyway so let's have some fucking fun 
<laughs> let's do it that's what it's all about i think as well on, on that point i think it gives you a real sense of gratitude too yeah you know appreciating those around you appreciating every day i think when you start to look at it as like you can die tomorrow you start giving life 100 yeah. percent. so um make sure on yourself where you fucking die guys <laughs> as simple exactly. as that exactly all right